Hello and welcome. My name is Father William Maestri, and this is another edition of Gabriel's Trumpet for Thursday of the fifth week of Easter, May the 19th. Our reading this morning is a continuation from the Acts of the Apostles. Our selection this morning is Acts chapter 15, verses 7 through 21. Acts 15, 7 through 21. Yesterday, Wednesday, the 18th, we had a view of and discussed the first great controversy that arose in the church as to whether or not the Gentile converts had to obey the whole of the Mosaic law in order to be saved, not only faith in Jesus Christ and the gospel, but also they had to subscribe and enact the Mosaic Law, specifically they centered in on circumcision. And there was great controversy, as we saw yesterday, that arose and discussed that. And so we saw that Paul and Barnabas uh, went to Jerusalem with some of the elders, and they had the first great council of Jerusalem with Peter and the apostle and the elders there to discuss this important matter. Is faith in Jesus Christ, is that the new standard, the new and eternal and absolute, never-changing standard? Faith in Jesus Christ alone and not in the Mosaic Law. The Mosaic Law has been fulfilled. It has been completed in the person of Jesus Christ. For Jesus is the fulfillment of the Law and the Prophets. Remember, the transfiguration on Mount Tabor, where Jesus is standing between Elijah representing the prophets and Moses representing the law. Jesus is in the middle, has its completion, its perfection of the law and the prophets. The law, because Jesus has now completed the law in the perfect law of love and self-sacrifice through his death and resurrection, He is also the completion of the prophets, for the prophets foretold of the Messiah, and Jesus is the Messiah. So it is no longer faith in the law, faith in the prophets. It is faith and faith alone in Jesus Christ, his Lord and Savior. So they convene the Council of Jerusalem for this discussion, which is crucial. And the Acts of the Apostle tells us that after much discussion, Peter, the head of the church in Jerusalem, and the head, you can hear his uh, keys rattling at his side, no doubt, that he received from Jesus. He takes the floor and he addresses the apostles and the elders, and he says, Brothers, you know well enough that from the early days, God selected me from your number to be the one from whose lips the Gentiles would hear the message of the gospel and believe. uh, Peter is the apostle to whom the keys have been given. He is, if you want, the first pope. And God has read the heart, who reads the hearts of men, showed his approval by granting the Holy Spirit to them, to the Gentiles, 
God has granted them the Holy Spirit. And he says, just as he did to us. Wow, that's very important, isn't it? If you're going to go around judging the Gentiles, who you say must observe the law and must do all of those things, and if they don't, they can't be saved. Well, God could have said the same thing by, you're still obeying the law, but you're without the gospel and without Christ. Yet God extended through the Holy Spirit to you to now believe. So you and the Gentiles were in the very same boat, very same boat. You had passage on the same ship, and God treated you mercifully, and Peter includes himself. And has God treated us mercifully by revealing to us in the Holy Spirit Jesus Christ? So we are to treat the Gentiles the very same way. You know, we have a tendency to forget that when we start judging and analyzing others, we ought to pause and ask ourselves, were we not in the same boat? Did we not have a similar experience, a similar grace from Almighty God? So before we become harsh and judgmental towards others, let us first look inward and see what God has done for us. And Peter goes on and he says, he made no distinction between them and us, but purified their hearts by means of faith also, the same faith that purified us, that was the gift to us by Almighty God. That same faith was given to them. So we are the same. We are one in faith. And these other divisions are only tearing us apart. Why then do you put God to the test by trying to place on the shoulders of these converts, the Gentiles, a yoke which neither we nor our fathers were able to bear? Well, that is, it takes a lot of courage to say that. That's why he is a follower of the Good Shepherd. Our fathers, you and me, the descendants of the fathers, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and all that followed. Read the Old Testament. They were not faithful. Many times they sinned and fell short of the glory of God. Think of King David. And yet God in his mercy showed compassion and forgiveness. And now you want to lay on them the very burdens that we ourselves could not do. Our ancestors did not do, no matter how great, close to God they were. They fell short. But God didn't condemn them and obliterate them. He showed mercy and compassion. Our belief is rather that we are saved by the favor of the Lord Jesus, and so are they. We have been saved by Christ. Each and every one of us, we can stand there at that council of Jerusalem that's going on and place ourselves there and say, but for the grace of God, there go I. And so has God has saved them and saved us. 
so we can look at these Gentiles who are now coming into the church, into the community, and treat them and look upon them as brothers in faith, brothers in mercy, brothers in God's forgiveness. At that, the whole assembly fell silent. They listened to Barnabas and Paul as the two described all the signs and wonders God had worked among the Gentiles through them. God's work. God was at work in these converts. God was at work. This is God's work. And we must not frustrate it or deny it or be stumbling blocks. And when they had concluded this, <coughs> pardon me, the great apostle James, who will succeed Peter, by the way, as head of the Jerusalem church, because Peter is going to be, as you know, martyred. James speaks up and he says, brothers, listen to me. That Simeon told you how God first concerned himself with taking from among the Gentiles a people to bear his name. The words of the prophet agree with this. Uh, that is, in accordance with the scriptures, uh, the Lord accomplished his works and wanted those words, wanted his will to be given to all people, not just to a select few anymore, but now to the whole world. It's universal. James says, it is my judgment, therefore, that we ought not to cause God's Gentile converts any difficulties. In other words, why are we laying heavy burdens on them that we ourselves and our ancestors were not able to carry? But now we're laying that on them as if we ourselves had been perfect in carrying them out, and we have not. Why, why are we burdening them? Are we jealous? Are we envious? Do we want to be exclusive? And do we want to exclude rather than include? We are frustrating the work of God. And he lays down just a few little requirements. And uh, he said, that's enough. That's enough. After all, for generations now, Moses has been proclaimed in every town and has been read aloud in the synagogues on every Sabbath. And we have that. We're, we're reading the scriptures. But Moses and Elijah, the prophets, and all of those of the Hebrew scriptures, they all point to Jesus. And now God's salvation is for the whole world, Jew and Gentile alike. There is no distinction anymore, for all are one in Christ. That is a magnificent example of the Holy Spirit working in the church, of God raising up those in authority, Peter, James, listening to the testimony of Paul and Barnabas, to the witness of the Gentiles, that this is God's work. And we ought not to stand in the way and add burdens because Jesus has said to the apostles in the gospel, 
Take upon yourself my yoke and learn from me, for I am meek and humble of heart. My yoke is easy, my burden light. Jesus did not come to add more requirements, more regulations, more rules. He came to give himself to us in that relationship with him, that living relationship with the Lord Jesus. That's what we preach. That's what we live. That's what we profess every day of our lives, that in Jesus Christ we are saved. In Christ. And that is our great gift, our great message, and that is the witness of our life each and every day in all that we do. For Jesus, his yoke is easy and his burden light. God bless you.